Hello and welcome to the Car Talk podcast, the show where we discuss the latest transportational opinion and, of course, the latest car news. As usual, it's me, Matty, from Matty's Cars, and we're also joined by Bailey from The Grand Teen. How are you, Bailey? I'm very well, thank you. How are you, Matty? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad at all. Um, There's been a lot of bad news in the car world, and indeed the whole world, this week, um, well, this this month, this year, everything. Um, so we thought we thought we'd uh, couple that with um, the theme this week of public transport because that is equally uh, bad news. That is what the phrase means. It's pretty um, much equally shit. Yes. Yes, uh, shit as some of some of the headlines that I've got here. You might as well just switch off now. <laughs> um. Do you want to go first, uh, Bailey, with some of the car news that you've got this week? Of course, yeah. So the first car that's actually drawn my attention to quite a lot is the new Cupra for Mentor. And obviously Cupra are kind of like a sub-model or make of uh, Seat. But now they're producing their own cars and they produce this, the Cupra for Mentor. It's got 148 bhp in a 1.5 litre petrol engine thank god for that yeah <laughs> and it starts um price wise at twenty seven thousand pounds i think it looks spectacularly good <laughs> it's nice and this i mean this is a bit of good news for us at least uh we all know we're heading electric but this is a a nice little petrol car to get behind and also actually i don't know about you bailey but one of the uh, only sort of SUV sort of cars that I yeah. can really say that I like. Um, just looking through the pictures now, it's got lovely bucket seats. Um, it's a little bit high off the ground, so it's not like the most sporty looking car, but it does look nice, doesn't it? Yeah. So moving on, uh, the new BMW M3 and M4 competition are now on sale for the price of £74,000. Uh, we've covered this before have we bailey on the podcast or either me and you have talked about it yeah anyway. i believe so i mean i don't know if we've gone into depth of it but i did probably mention that i dislike the grill um yes i'm not paying seventy thousand pounds for something that could potentially eat you mm. and as we know the, the grill is for uh, the chinese market as well it's to yes. please them exactly. um so that that's that's what we're paying for. Then we're paying for a smile on a Chinese person's face yeah. uh, as they buy it from their BMW dealer. Um, <laughs> but it, if you could gloss over that, uh, five hundred and three brake horsepower. Uh, but also, actually, which I read, which I didn't know, we're gonna get the first BMW, first ever BMW M3 estate. I mean, I can't believe they haven't done it before, to be honest. I, but I didn't realise they haven't. <laughs> I thought they no. might have already, but they haven't, it seems. But um, you know what, though? Obviously, when this car was announced, there was a lot of hate due to the grill. Um, and in a way, it's kind of grown on me a little bit. I still dislike it, but I think gradually I will like it. And I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's it's one of them. And I think, though, on something like... A regular BMW, a, a big grill like that, it's just not something no. that I can sort of take to. But I, I suppose on a performance car, you kind of can get away with it. 
Um, and 500 horsepower, like you mentioned, that's a lot for that. Yeah, it's it's it is for a saloon car. That's you know, bloody quick <laughs> to put it in other words. <clears throat> uh, moving on, we've got. Have you got two Mustangs for us this week, Bailey? I do, and I do like Mustangs, as you might know. Um, yeah. But I don't like this, which is the obviously <laughs> Ford Mustang are going to be making electric cars from now, and they've kind of stopped the production of the. Well, they they are stopping the production of the Mustang. But they are making a new electric Mustang called the Mustang Mach-E. Now, this is an electric Ford Mustang SUV. Um, it costs around £40,000, 200 brake horsepower or 342 kilowatts. You know what? I'm not bothered because I'm not interested. <laughs> I'm not interested either. And as well as that, it looks, especially as if you ignore the front... Yeah. The rest of it just looks like the brand new Ford Cougar, which I'm yes, it also does. not interested in. No. But I mean I mean what have they done with the looks? I don't like the grill. I mean, we all, we've had a discussion with grills before on no, electric it's, cars. It's, well, it's not even a bloody grill, is it? It's just <laughs> but a slab. I'm looking at I'm looking at a picture with a grill cover and then I'm looking oh, at another yeah, one yeah. with an yeah. actual grill that's black, which looks a bit nicer, actually. Um, a Mustang that we are interested in, though, is the 2021 Mustang Mach 1. Oh, yes. This looks spectacular, I'll be honest. It's obviously a reimagined version of the old 70s Mach 1. Um, but, yeah, it's, it looks brilliant. Well, you know, at first, first glance, I, could, I just looked at it literally 10 minutes ago. I couldn't tell... It was reminiscent of the 60s one, but I'm starting to see the little things now. Are you? Yeah, like the blue colour for one, um, the stripe through the middle. Um, obviously, that's quite a big part of the Mustang. Um, and what apparently I've heard, Matty, is that it's meant to be the fastest Mustang sold in Europe um, because it has a four, what, 454 brake horsepower, 5 litre V8. And we do like a big muscly V8. We do indeed. And... Uh, Let's savour them while they last, day. Eh? None of that exactly, Mustang yeah. Mach 1, is it? Mach E. And this is a Mustang that isn't concerned about the future at all. <laughs> no, it doesn't care. It's just uh, it's just sitting there burning it all up. <laughs> yeah. I'd quite like to see a black version of that, actually, like a blacked-out one. Mm. Look bloody good. Jet black with the wheels and everything like that. Yeah, lovely. Um, sticking with performance Fords, um, at the game, we've got a lot of Ford on the show mm. uh, this week. Um, the Ford Fiesta ST and the Ford Puma ST, uh, the prices have risen uh, due to Brexit. And how has that um, worked? <laughs> Why is apparently that? it's it's because well it's because of tariffs uh, because Ford have to import some of the parts from America. Mm. Um, so that's. That's unfortunate. Um, it's the price of an ST Fiesta has gone up one thousand four hundred and fifty-five pounds. You know, quite a lot if you're buying a car. Yeah. And Fiestas aren't actually that expensive. I mean, the new ones about eighteen grand, twenty k. Mm, pick up a two-year-old one for seven grand. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, personally, that's not affecting me because I don't love STs. I don't mind them, but they're just a bit. You know, yobbo. <laughs> Matthew, you say you've driven one, haven't you? 
Yeah, I mean, they're not as yobbo-ish as, say, a Corsa. <coughs> Just uh, trying to annoy Bailey there. But, um, yeah, I have, I have driven one, actually. And the solution is, viewers and listeners uh, of the Cartel podcast, if you were thinking about a, um, an ST and you, for some reason, can't afford the extra £1,455, then buy a previous generation one because I've driven it, mm. drove it last week. It will. I'm, I know. I, like I know. I felt like I was letting myself down. If anybody uh, who respected me would have saw me in that car, um, but it was it was just brilliant. And as well, I didn't know this actually when I was uh, reviewing the car, um, but I took it back to work because that's where it's being sold in work, mm. and it's actually got a uh, the previous owner. Um, as a Montoon, is that how you pronounce it, exhaust on it? Um, yeah, I think so. I think that's correct, yeah. Which makes the exhaust notes even more fruity, which was great. I loved it. That, that does sound good, actually. Um, should we get the final Ford out of the way, unless you've got Let's one, Bailey? Let's do that, yes. Yeah, I do not uh, have a Ford, no. <laughs> we, we, we need to move on um, from Ford, really. So, final Ford, guys. Final Ford. And it is... Um, the new Ford Mondeo, um, as we know, we all know what the Ford Mondeo is. It's uh, it's it's been in decline for a good while now. Uh, the saloon is, is sort of a dying breed. I mean, it's sad, really. It's like the estate. Um, yeah, my to... dad had an estate actually, um, and on the video where my dad joins me to talk about his car history, he actually mentioned that it was a it was a great car, but. Um, he got taken away by the police because of, I think the VIN number or something, the VIN plate got changed yeah. and it was like a stolen car. <laughs> uh, I mean, what a bad bit of luck. I like, know. Oh my. And he also crashed a Mark 1 Focus or something outside Elton John's house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I know the exact road and it was it was actually pretty lucky because um, when he crashed, it went through the fence and one of the fence posts came through the God. like window and hit the passenger seat. Luckily, not the driver's seat. Anyway, um, but that's Ford for you in a nutshell. That, that's Ford. Um, but yeah, more more bad news here. Um, Ford obviously Mondeo has been going for ages. Uh, they Ford they, they decided not to kill off the Mondeo name completely. Um, so they've give it a nice uh, dignified sort of. Re rejuvenation uh, is the word I'm looking for, and they've turned the Mondeo into a crossover. Of course, <laughs> yeah, just like the Puma, uh, it's now another crossover to be added to Ford's range. So the Ford Mondeo man is now going to become the Ford Mondeo mum. Yeah, pretty much. We're going to see a lot of those, I reckon, in Waitrose. Um, oh yes. Going to ca- carry on with crossovers, actually, Matty. I yeah. have the new Vauxhall Mocha E. I mean, how? I mean, what in the fuck is that? <laughs> it's got 134 brake horsepower motor, uh, 50 kilowatt battery, which is, I mean, I have a bigger battery than that, um, and it's apparently the same the same motor as the Peugeot E 2008. Well, yes, Peugeot are Vauxhall at mm. the moment. Um, 
But if you're if you're listening, um, anyone, if you're not watching on YouTube, it's got a two tone color scheme, so black and like a snot green sort of color. <laughs> so if you could imagine the Incredible Hulk that's been melted and poured all <laughs> over a Vauxhall, um, that is it, and it is it's not great, is it? No, I don't think that looks at appealing whatsoever. I mean, the back really reminds me actually of the. Um, T-Rock as well cross, cross between like an Astra it's like a T-Rock and an Astra at the back I don't know if you can see that as well because of the big badge in the middle I think it almost looks like the Volkswagen bag badge even oh god it does as well yeah it looks I mean, strange all, all cars are just starting to become the same as each other aren't they I know like... it's because they're running out of ideas that's why I think older cars in terms of design Oh, 100 times better. More more ideas, more restrictions and things like that. I mean, just sticking with that just quickly. I was on the road the other day at night. Um, I don't know about you, but in Liverpool, almost all the police cars are Peugeot uh, 308s, the little hatchbacks. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and there was this car behind me. And I, I consider myself quite good with, cars and recognising them and that so I'm looking mm. in my rear view mirror and oh that's a police car behind me I can tell by the little triangular lights <laughs> of the LED if that's a Peugeot police car or it yeah. could be um, anyway so I moved over and all that and just to just not cause any uh, disruption or anything like that the the car went past me it was a bloody Mercedes B class <laughs> how did you get that so wrong I mean like you said it's just they look all the same don't they yeah, well, I mean, I don't, I don't think I could have got away with saying a B class is the same as a Peugeot, but yeah, the no. in general everything's looking the same um, at the moment, and it is, it's a strange world. Yeah, but just going back to the police car thing you said, Matty, actually, this yeah. kind of relates to the public transport. I mean, in a way, um, it's 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 funny how you have sort of Peugeot hatchbacks over, you know in Liverpool, mm. whereas we have, like, we have a range of stuff. We have, um, in London, they have, like, i3s. they got um, wow. X5s in my area. they got Mondeos. they got Astras, of course. Um, they got a whole range of things. They, usually, they actually do use um, BMW 5 Series for, like, the undercover coppers. Ah, well, our unmarked cars are X5s. But other oh, than really? that... Yeah, they do have a few of those as well, actually. Other than that, um, I mean, Merseyside Police have, God help them, they they must be uh, on a strict budget because they've just took delivery of some Kia Sportages. Uh, I don't know who they're going to catch, but um, they do have a seven-year warranty, so if anything goes wrong. um, But yeah, we've got Peugeot 308 is the main one, but before that, we used to have just Hyundai's, and that was it. Mm. Um, So, yeah, just... This, a, a lot of them are just that, um, but we do have a, the odd few like the Skodas and the and the uh, Hyundai's and things like that. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Well, sticking on Peugeot, um, yeah, I've got the new Peugeot five hundred eight PSE. Um, it's a, a hybrid, I believe, um, and they do are doing a saloon one, and they're doing a estate version. It's um, it's got a. Where's my notes? Hang on a minute. 355 brake horsepower from only a 1.6 petrol turbo. Apparently, it's one of the most powerful Peugeot production cars yet. Um, and it's got two electric motors with that as well. But it only does 26 miles on the electric power. 
So is that is that pointless or yeah. I guess the electric power is kind of to boost the horsepower overall. But still, if it, no one's going to use hybrid if it only does like 30 miles. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm hoping that's why they've done it for the interests of performance and not yeah. the interests of producing another hybrid car. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I, I, I still, I wouldn't have a Peugeot simply because it's a Peugeot. Um, but I don't, I've got to take my hat off to them. I mean, this estate is obviously doing well because they've made it this version of it. Uh, it's a lovely car. I mean, I've driven it because I was couldn't at the time, but I've done a review on it. It's new Peugeots, I mean, they're getting good. They really are. Yeah, they are. I agree. I mean, and that looks boss, doesn't it? It does. I really like the. They got that the sort of green accents on the calipers yeah. and the sort of front um, diffuser, um, and also the LED lights that go down. It really does look quite good. Um, and I think a lot where well, it's not a lot different, but it is certainly a bit more unique to to the others that they've made. Very nice. It's it's cool, isn't it? That's uh, that's what I'd sum up. Nice grey paint tone. Yeah. If you uh, look at the interior as well, they've got an image of the interior. Um, yeah. It's again going with that sort of green theme. Um, I'm guessing the green is to symbolise the electricity going through the car. I don't know. Electronic. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, and I think the dash is quite nice. It's got um although I'm I'm a bit confused actually because having said the dash is nice, I I don't know why they've decided to put the um, dials above the wheel. <laughs> I think yeah, that's a bit that's a bit they've strange. Been doing that for a while, haven't they? Yeah, they have. Um, but I guess people who drive them will be six foot, so it would work. Um, <laughs> have you got any more cars, Matty? I do. Uh, I'd like to quickly move on to my final segment here before um, we put our hand out for the public transport segment, scan our ticket and get on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's... About a certain Italian car company this week, viewers and listeners, um, this Italian car maker in question has decided to make a convertible version of one of their cars. Um, Unfortunately, though, it isn't Ferrari or Lamborghini or it's not even a car that you would think it'd be. It's Fiat uh, and it's a convertible version of their 500X SUV. Right. Um, yeah. A lot to swallow there, isn't there? Are you thinking the same thing I am, uh, Matty? I'm not interested. I'm not interested. <laughs> I, Fiat own Alfa Romeo? Why couldn't have Alfa have made a convertible at this? I know, because I'm, I'm actually getting a little bit bored of Fiat making these sort of cars, because why can't Alfa Romeo branch out and, you know, make something? Because the, the last car they made... I mean, I know they're making the new Alfa Romeo Tonal, which we've covered in the previous podcast, but they have—they don't seem to make many cars, do they, Alfa Romeo? Um, and I'm not sure why. I mean, someone might correct me on this, but um, I think they need to make more Alphas, because I do like Alphas. Yeah, I really don't think FCA, who own Alfa Romeo, have put enough money into trying to get Alpha to take off again in this country because they no. used to be quite popular. Mm. Um, but maybe they've got no money because all they seem to do... I mean, the Fear 500s, the whole... The, the little original one, like, and the spin-offs that it's had, they do very well, but every three months, 
a Fiat 500 special edition will come out. But at the end of the day, it's like a car that come out 13 years ago and they're still still going with it. Yeah, and um, what I'm worried about as well, not not in my like not for me, I'm not worried about it, but for Fiat themselves, like I, I announced obviously the new Fiat 500e, which is meant to come out this year as well. So if they're releasing that alongside it, surely that's just going to have absolutely no sales at all because of the Fiat 500e will probably sell more, I think. Yeah. Yeah, pointless. Uh, another pointless marketing decision there. Um, it's like the Fiat 500 Gucci. Like, what was that? Seriously. Was there a Fiat 500? Hang on. There was, yeah. Um, I Someone in my year um, at school had one in sixth form. Did she shop at Decathlon? Most likely, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but apparently it was a convertible. It had like... Um, the Gucci stripe down the, yeah. the um, convertible um, soft top and it had Gucci seats that were leather and all well, of this stuff. I remember stuff. Them, them last year or the year before and them, everyone was going mad for them Gucci sliders. <laughs> it's it's like one of them, but in the form of a car. Exactly, yeah, it is. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay, um, and on that note, <laughs> it really is time um, to put our hand out for... The bus of public transport segment on the yep. Car Talk podcast. It's uh, it's running a bit late, um, but here it is. Um, I want to start off, if we could, Bailey, before we get to some funny public transport stories, uh, on a segment that I've wrote down here called Why Public Transport is Shit. <laughs> I mean, anyone could answer that question because I'm sure a lot of people have experienced how shit public transport is <laughs> yes um if we just uh, go through the headlines quickly just the highlights of why it's shit um high price for yeah. tickets um the they've people increased that are, oh god yeah year on year the train tickets have increased um to the point where as long as you're not in london um it's cheaper just just to go by car yeah um but yeah, it's it's public transport. It's expensive. Uh, it's well horrible once you're actually on there, and it's <laughs> never on time. Um, and incidentally, this week, I mean, this or not this week, but a few weeks ago, uh, when the weather in Liverpool was quite poor, we were expecting um, some snow. Uh, we didn't get snow on the day in question. But Mersey Rail, uh, our mail, rail operator, still decided to cancel every single service in and out of the city because it was cold. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah, um, literally because it was cold. Well, if you want an answer for why public transport is shit, that is your answer. <laughs> it is. I mean, how, how can anyone rely on that? that I is, know. I mean, I think... With our public transport in the UK, it's actually embarrassing to even yeah. say that it's public transport. I mean, there's no one on it at the moment, but yeah. <laughs> like in China, they've got it so right, especially for trains, because they, yeah. they're literally on time to the minute, like to the second. Well, it's ridiculous. Funny you should say this. I mean, there's been a public inquiry into this Mersey Rail thing. I mean, that's the first type of thing that's ever happened. But I was watching. Um, 
uh, our friend YC, Cheeky Uncultured, his yes. YouTube video, uh, Car versus Public Transport. Um, where was that, Bailey? Was that in China anyway? I believe it, yeah, he was. he's from Hong Kong, so I believe it yeah. probably was. So in Ho- Hong Kong, he was saying that if the... The, the guy he was doing it with, that guy was saying that if the train is late, the company gets fined. Um, yeah, that sounds familiar, actually. So that just shows, I mean, I mean, people everywhere say, oh, we need to renationalise our public transport and stop a reaver and all that. Well, you don't have to. You can just fine a reaver if they're late. Exactly. Simple. I mean, you, I know that you can um, in the UK, well, especially in my area, with um, South Western Railway, you can... If it's, I think if you if you like an half an hour late or an hour late, you can actually um, get a refund, which I've never I've never done before. Um, it has been that late before. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's just I don't think the actual likelihood of getting that money back is likely. I've no idea, but I haven't done it obviously. Well, yeah, and there'll be I, I'd imagine there'd be a lot of forms to fill in as well. Um. So, yeah, we've all unfortunately had um, the displeasure of using public transport at some point in our lives. Um, So next on the podcast, me and Bailey are going to glide through some of the funny stories that we've got on public transport. Um, Would you like to start, Bailey? Yes, Matty, I'll start. Um, Now... Which, which which one would you like me to talk about first? I've got train and taxi, well, kind of the same thing. Um, another train um, in London, or planes, which is kind of cool, kind of still classed as public yeah, transport. Yeah, let's hear, let's hear about planes, actually. So, um, my experience with a plane, well, the worst one I've had was obviously delays, um, which is a very typical thing in the UK. Um, yeah. Across everything in the country is delayed. Um and I was basically on holiday a couple of years ago and the place I was on holiday at was a place called Madeira. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. It's like a Portuguese island nice. um, in the Atlantic. It's a really lovely place. Um, but the the only problem is the runway. Um, it's, the runway is pr- practically built on the sea, on pretty much the coast. Um, wow. And it's raised up with like loads of pillars that you can drive underneath it. It's really cool, actually. Um, but the only downside of that is landing it due to the wind um, on the actual coast, because obviously you can imagine it's quite windy, yeah. especially in the middle of the ocean, <laughs> um, and not to help, not helped by the elevation, because it's quite a mountainous island. So you have to basically fly around to actually land on this airport. But anyway, going back to the point, um, we were about to leave there to go home um and due to like lots of wind the plane was delayed by seven hours which as you can oh, imagine in a tiny airport God. isn't exactly great um that's the problem with airports because you can't leave can you no but to make it worse we were we got a message because my dad flies quite a lot so he's got like a gold member card or whatever um and he was announced to be upgraded or get like uh, a a better suite or so. I'm done I'm not sure what it was but we had basically go down to the gate and then they would take us sorry no we would stay in the gate but then they were like oh we can't actually do what we just said so we were just stuck in the gate for like hours and then they then we said we we, we want to go to the toilet or like go and get some food 
but they but they said well we ca- well you can't go back up the way you came because it's only on one way and I was like right <laughs> so then they took us out onto the runway and back round to the front so we had to go through all of security <laughs> again and all of that and it was the most frustrating thing in the world as you can imagine um, oh, wow so that's my plane experience well the worst plane experience well i mean uh, i've had a, a, f- a few holidays recently and the most recent one was with my girlfriend at the time we were delayed in the airport for only like two hours so not as long as you but yeah sort of time just stands still and you you feel like you've watched every youtube video ever and <laughs> you resort to like downloading temple run or something don't you and playing Honestly, that yeah or- i had i've had um what did I have on iPad that I was playing? I was playing Hungry Shark because that is addictive <laughs> as hell. <laughs> but this is like a few years ago, so it was proper in the deleting time zone. notes from 2014 and things <laughs> like that. You're like, wow, this is this is what it's come to. Literally, yeah. Um, but yeah, playing it's hit and miss, isn't it? Really, sometimes, uh, most of the time, you get lucky, but when you don't, you really are. Yeah. delayed i mean yeah. that's one thing about planes in the uk they are out of all the public transport they are probably the most reliable um but even then it's not like as good as you know ev- every other country yeah <laughs> um if there's a bit of like i don't know a storm for example there's another time we got delayed from a storm like taken off and stuff um you know just it just they can't handle anything in this country and that brings me nicely to the government <laughs> Matty, would you like to explain one of your experiences? Uh, yes, I'm going to go with uh, buses. Um, buses were a big part of my life for uh, a few years, so it was before I could drive, and uh, my college that I went to was on the other side of the city from where I lived and things like that. So all stuff like that. I mean, got a... A list here of things that you well i mean that the sitting on the bus it's it's a tricky one it's like a lose-lose situation because <laughs> if you sit at the back of a bus then you're with all the sort of you know the cool cats but also a lot of dodgy people mm. um you know and you're you're listening to i don't know Rude Boy by Rihanna, Trap Remix from someone's Bluetooth speaker. Uh, you know, all the little scallies and chavs and things like that who haven't saved up enough for their Vauxhall Corsa yet or are all sitting there. Uh, so that's that's the back. But if you sit at the front, then you sort of would like, and I put this in the nicest possible way, like the sort of, I don't know, psychopaths. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like the, yeah. Because you get them with bus travel, don't you? I mean, you know, you think, thank God they're not on the road, like, but they're, <laughs> they're on the bus next to me. Uh, you all right, love? Nice weather, isn't it? <laughs> Got the ta- all that sort of, just talking, you know. Yeah, all it's strange, isn't it? People talking absolute shit. That is all you get. I mean, I, I rarely go on the bus, and I, I never really did for school, Um because I was really you. close to my, I just walked. I was about a twenty-minute walk, um, but I remember going on once, and I remember I had to sit. You know where you put your luggage? Um, yeah. And those sort of flat, sort of plastic bits with the handrails and stuff. I had to sit in that bit because it was so packed. <laughs> my God. So it wasn't yeah, very comfortable, as you can imagine. Full buses and 
and things. Have you ever been on a bus at the age you are, or sort of? How old are you? Twenty. Twenty in April, but no. Well, nineteen. So, on the bus, like when you're sort of past school age, and you're on the bus at when the schools let out. Oh my god, (laughs) never. Always avoid. I mean, sometimes you can't avoid it. Sometimes you're on the bus, you're none the wiser, and then just the whole of a whole school gets (laughs) on the bus and like food fights again. Uh, Rihanna Rude Boy Trap remix playing, (laughs) kids shouting riots, and you know, like some of the things you hear from little kids, like, and you think, oh my god, like, ah. I shagged your mum last night and all that. Well, I shagged your nan. Well, I shagged your sister. My sister's dead. Ah, like that. Like, fucking hell. The filth that comes out of these school kids' mouths and you're just sat there, like... Honestly, oh I, I know what you mean, totally, because with school trips, I don't know if you ever remember school trips, they were, like, the oh, worst. Yeah. You would want to get a bit of sleep on the bus because of how <laughs> tired you were from the shit lessons that you'd just been doing for five hours. <laughs> <laughs> um... And you're trying to get some sleep. I usually take headphones, but then they tell you to not listen to music. And I was like, you can't tell me what to do. Oh, God, <laughs> um, yeah. And they just hear, you just hear literally screaming and like people shouting and talking. And it's like, just shut up, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were, this is only recent, actually. We went on a school trip with college. We were sat at the back of the bus. And, you know, um, People are like, oh, need a wee, need a wee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we, we, we got probably three quarters of the way to where we were going and my mate was like, I need a wee and I need a wee now. So, <laughs> What the fuck do you want me to do about it? <laughs> well, we got the bottle and you know the rest. It was yeah. fucking horrible. Um, but yeah, many, uh, many unforgettable memories on a bus. I mean, it's a laugh, though, most of the time, isn't it? Yeah, a lot of the time you can get a lot of, lot of banter on there. It's good you fun. know, I, I do still occasionally get on the bus when my car's in the garage. Um, and by occasionally, I mean, like, every day. Um, <laughs> but when, when I do get in the on the bus, I'll come home and go to my mum, oh, I should have seen this absolute weirdo on the bus that I've just been... Uh, sat next to like you know it's a it's a funny story to tell it makes good stories i think especially with buses they're the main sort of places where you see a lot a lot of different people yeah and like I mean, a lot of um stories happen that's so I, I mean i don't know about anywhere else obviously you don't live in london but london's got the tube network but i, I think in liverpool a, a bus is the after a car the main yeah way people get around so you see some sights on the buses of liverpool uh you, you really do i think there's even a thread on twitter about a certain bus in liverpool called the 10a um <laughs> and people just share videos of that they've talking stories about that bus and i used to get that bus to college and i know That's exactly really what they all mean <laughs> um you mentioned tube actually matty literally just a minute ago um yes. that's my next sort of experience this is more it's not really experience it's more just sort of me being a weirdo um i was basically working in london um this is a couple of years ago now actually well actually 2019 i would say um which is a couple of years ago (laughs) um (laughs) i keep forgetting we're in 2021 but um oh god yeah i was i obviously got the train up so i had to i was in central london i had to get the tube to waterloo and etc um and i don't know if you've ever seen 
you know, the Bond film Skyfall, you know, the scene where there's where they're chasing each other through the tube stations. Um, I don't uh, know if you've seen that. I haven't, no. Well, there's a scene where they where um, Bond chases one of the main, what the main bad guy through the tube, um, and they they have a really cool soundtrack um, that plays. And I was listening to music when I'm walking through and when I'm on the tube, yeah. and I was playing that soundtrack, and it made me feel like <laughs> I was actually in the movie. And I was just I was just standing there in a packed tube, like looking at people, seeing if they're. The, like bad person or something it's just <laughs> just really funny and that's kind of how i visualize like music it's a bit strange but there we are <laughs> that's an I experience <laughs> that is good actually when you're listening to some and you walk past someone and you've just got whatever it is in your ears and you go they've got no idea <laughs> yeah i don't know a lot about the tube um i've used it well I, when the second time i went to london i never used it because i used my cousin's car but um, I mean, it's great, I think. Train every minute. Yeah, That's if I was going to describe it to you, I would say... Hot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, in the summer it is. Um, but one big thing that stands out is how loud it is because you get lots of like screeching noises when you yeah. go through the tunnels. Um, how packed it is on rush hour. I mean, obviously at the moment it's not going to be packed. But um, And the third thing is, like you said, uh, every minute is quite helpful. So if yeah, you do miss well, one, you know, then you've got like a minute to wait. That's what my dad said when, the, when I first went to London. He said, some advice, obviously, all the usual, don't get in anyone's way, don't stop, mm. all that. But he said, do not run for the tube because you look like a dickhead because <laughs> as one goes out, another one comes in. So yeah. never just run for the tube. But obviously people still do, which is weird, but yeah. I guess it's another reason. Well, I think people mainly run for... The fact that you might miss their main train, like from Waterloo, ah, um, okay, because they're they're every half an hour. So like, if you miss one, it's a bit of a pain in the ass. I have actually missed one before when I'm on this. It might have been on the same day. I can't remember, but it was the same week. Um, I obviously got on the train. I was in Waterloo, um, and they have these massive like. Um, you have a, I don't know if you've been to Waterloo Massive. They have the massive sign saying all the stations and what train it is and where the platform is and stuff. Um, you have to literally, you have to look at it. It's so, it's so tiny. You have to look at it and see which one you're on and stuff. Um, and I, I remember looking at it and I just missed it by like five minutes. And I was like, shit. <laughs> um, have you seen the guy who races the tube on foot? No, I haven't seen that. He, he gets off a tube and then he runs through London and then the, say, the other guy stays on the tube and the guy who ra- runs through London actually beats the tube. Wow. Okay, yeah. well, if you want to go through London, walk. walk. <laughs> <laughs> or get a taxi, uh, which is the final final type of public transport that at least I've got on my list. Um, and, I mean, I've got, I've, I've got stories about taxis, actually, um, I know you dr- don't drink Bailey, but uh, I've been drunk in taxis. Um, I've been with people who are drunk in taxis, so don't worry. Oh, about that is. well, you're the victim then. You're the real yeah. victim, aren't you? You've uh, okay. Then you might resonate with this um, when you're drunk with your friends in the in the taxis. Do they tend to tell like like emotional stories to the driver? Oh yeah, because definitely it's. Uh, <laughs> You, I don't know how I get. I, I dig myself into a hole, and I'm sure a lot of people listening who have been 
on a night out and got in a tiger you start off with the usual if you're being busy and all that and then it just seems to descend into yeah, me telling him my life's problems and i hate people <laughs> like that but yeah the amount of crap that taxi drivers must have to listen to from oh, these no. people um but yeah um Oh, that's a that's the in a nutshell my experience with, with taxis because I've never been in one sober, um, <laughs> but I've got a little debate for you actually, Bailey. If you wanted to, not a debate, a um, a question that you can answer and we could possibly debate. Um, yeah. But it is this: um, Are taxi drivers bad drivers? Yes. I mean, at least in my area, I think, because um, I don't I don't want to sound cliche or, you know, stereotyping, but they're mostly Indians in my right. area, at least. Um, and they either drive really slow or really slow. <laughs> and a lot of the time they have their full beam on. So when you're driving past them, you just see like full beam and they're in like a, I don't know, a Prius or something. Um, but that's just what I think of it. I'm not obviously not going to f- go into offensiveness or anything like that but well no of course it's it's rather the opposite though here in in Liverpool we've got the main private company and um a lot of the you know there's a lot of sort of judgments against them that they all drive too fast and everything like that mm. but um yeah there's a there's a real um everyone's got a real rampage in Liverpool everyone you talk to if you speak to a black cab driver um they'll yeah. tell you that Oh, all the private hire drivers, they don't know where they're going, they can't drive. <laughs> the Uber drivers, oh, they're all foreign, don't go to them and all that sort of stuff. And I mean, the taxis in my area, they're, they're very good, actually. Um, so it's a private company in Ascot. Um, and they do, like, they're, they are really nice people in there, but they're just shockingly at bad, shockingly bad at driving. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think, the, I, I think the black cab drivers are always sad, though, and I think it's because they don't get any fares anymore. They haven't had a fare since, like, 2006, but... I was going to say, I think, I think Uber's almost taking over that, aren't they? Mm, it is. Um, I, you know, I, I read something like 18,000... Um, I don't know what city it was or what 18,000 black cabbies gave up just with the the coronavirus. Um, But yeah, black cabs, they're definitely going to become, especially for like London, just a sort of tourist thing. Yeah. Because, you know, a a tourist will come over to London, they'll have never been before and they won't even bother, they'll just get an uber because it's like an international thing now. exactly yeah um speaking of taxis though matty i've got my um last and final experience as well um this is kind of a cross between taxis and trains um it, it just basically wasn't a good evening for me pretty much <laughs> um so i was with my mate we went karting like go-karting in nice. reading um and on that night, actually, it was snowing. So when we got in, it was it was fine. But as we came out, it was snowing. But they actually cancelled most of the um, like event on that evening because of the snow, because it was getting in apparently to the building, because it was an indoor like um indoor go karting, like a warehouse thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they said, look, we'll give you. You can either carry on now, and you will give you a refund, or you can come back next week. Um, and we just said we'll come back next week. Um, and that was actually a good option because we are the, we would have probably missed our train because it was the last train out to Reading. Yeah, yeah. None of us drove at that point. 
and it was a Sunday night and it was snowing. So as we left, um, one thing occurred to us was that um, we weren't going to make the station because we had to walk there um, from where we were and it was quite a far walk. It was about half an hour in the snow as well. <laughs> this is this is about 10pm as well. Um, but luckily on the way, we managed to find a cab. We fully like had to wave at it and say, stop, I mean, can you get a lift? <laughs> um, so that was fine. And then when I got to, when we got to the station, we got on the train quite happily. And then the sudden realization of not having my phone in my pocket hit me. <laughs> and oh, I was like, gosh. I was like, shit, where's my phone? And it, at that point, my phone was like a month old. It was brand new. Um, and I said, I said to my mate, can you phone it? Just in case it's like, you know, somewhere I haven't looked. I had a bag with me as well. Um, and then nothing happened. And then he phoned it again. And then basically the taxi driver picked it up and then said, who is this? Is this, is this the um, people I just picked up? And we were like, yeah, I think we'd left, your, left my phone in the taxi. Um, bless him, he was really nice. He actually said, look, well, I'll keep it on me. And if you come back, then um, I can give it to you. So that was a bit of relief, but um, obviously I didn't have a phone on me, so I couldn't obviously message anyone to say if I'm coming home or what, whatever. Yeah. Um, to make life even worse, the train we were on um, broke down because the oh uh, <laughs> the it rails were cold. like yeah too cold or something like that. Um, and bear in mind, this was a Sunday night, and I had like college the next day. Um, basically, that we were waiting for about two hours on the train. Um, and it finally like got going again, um, wow. and I remember my dad picking me up from the station as well at like sort of one one a.m. <laughs> on that Sunday, um, and I had to wow. explain what happened, and he was like, "Jesus Christ!" But yeah, that was my train and taxi experience. Well, listen, there's a there's a lot more that we we could talk about here, but are we gonna wrap up there, Bailey? Or yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, thanks for tuning in, listening and watching this week's uh, podcast. We do hope you enjoyed it. Um, stay uh, informed by following us on our Instagrams. It is uh, The Grand Team and Matty's Cars YT. Subscribe to Bailey, uh, it's The Grand Team. And subscribe to me, Matty, on the Matty's Cars YouTube channel. Uh, any final thoughts, Bailey? Nope, you did the... Uh, outro pretty perfectly i must say <laughs> thank you very much other than stay safe um and stay at home yes how was that for my first time hosting the podcast uh, let us know um we'll see you on the next one see you later <laughs>